0: Welcome to Breathe Upon Waking. This is Jimmy Thorpe and I am here today with Tara Lenharth. Tara, thanks for being here.
1: Well, thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited.
0: So our history together is uh, through Disney mm-hmm. and you are a mouse counselor, which is a I am. pretty cool label.
1: Yeah, I am a Disney trip planner.
0: Cool. Um, and so we worked together and you helped me get a trip to Disney mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Let's see, that was... 3 years ago, 2 years ago. It was
1: about 2017. Yeah,
0: okay. Um so that was really cool and uh it was really helpful I guess the experience. You definitely made it a lot easier because there are a lot of questions when you're entering a a, a trip like this, especially and I only had um my daughters, so it was only the two of us. But I talked to like a lot of my family members and friends who were taking like a family of 7. And I'm like, I can't imagine that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it can be very overwhelming, which is exactly why I have a job. Yeah,
0: so to have someone like you during a process like that would be cool. It's a lot of fun. So what interested you in Disney, and why are you you doing it?
1: So my first trip to Disney, I was actually in college, so I never went as a kid. So I kind of missed out on that magical experience, Mm. and then... I got married in 1995 and my husband was in charge of the honeymoon. I had no idea what we were doing up until closer to the wedding and he planned a trip to Disney World. He was a big fan and he knew I had only been once before. So that was really our, that was the start Uh to our, you know, life going on as a married couple. And I really enjoyed it. It was an awful lot of fun and we went back in 1999. And then from there on, we actually bought into the Disney Vacation Club, which is their timeshare program. Oh, okay. So we get points and we use that for our hotel stays. And oh, since 99, I've been going probably two to three or four times a year <laughs> oh, ever wow. since. So I've probably been about 70 or 80 times.
0: Hmm. So when you were younger and you kind of missed out on it, you didn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you wanting that opportunity when you were younger? I watched
1: just- the movies and stuff. It just wasn't necessarily part of our family culture. And, um, you know, once he and I started going more often, Mm -hmm. family and friends started asking me Mm -hmm. for advice. And I was the go-to one in the family that if somebody wanted to do a trip, Mm -hmm. they asked us for advice. And that turned into, you know, I knew that there were companies out there that are Disney specific travel planners. Mm -hmm. And my husband had encouraged me to apply. And I was kind of afraid of, you know, the tough customers, but really and truly when you're talking about a disney vacation people are happy right and i made the jump and i've been doing this for five years now and i absolutely love it i feel like i finally figured out what i want to be when i grow up so it's so much fun
0: it seems like a good passion Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: so yeah it's mostly positive i guess for people that are you know planning these trips and and hoping to get down there um but I guess you know there can be difficulties too.
1: There are one of the one of the tough times we had was um last fall. There were several hurricanes that oh, went yeah. through Florida and they don't typically go as far inland as Orlando, but there were two or three that did go that far. And people were scrambling and there were lots of changes and Disney was very helpful um in making accommodations for people, but that was that was pretty stressful for me just trying to keep tabs on everybody. Yeah. And you know how are they gonna get there? How are they gonna get back? What has to change? And you know, you put a lot of money into these trips. You don't want it screwed up.
0: Right, yeah. Hmm. So how many times have you been, do you
1: think, now? I'm guessing probably in the like 70 to 80 range. Oh my Because um, wow. it's really been like the last 20 years that we have been going multiple times yeah. per year. And I do have an annual pass, so that does help keep the costs down. Yeah. Uh, tickets, unfortunately, are an expensive part mm-hmm. of the trip. So you've got lots of choices on where to stay, but you sort of can't get around the fact that if you want to go into the parks, there's a set admission price and it is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So do you have any favorite places that you've stayed there?
1: Well, that answer actually depends on when I go or who I'm going with. So Mm -hmm. in the fall, there's a food and wine festival that they do at Epcot. So I love to stay at either the boardwalk or the beach club area because that's set right behind Epcot. And you can walk into the back entrance those
0: are both disney resorts yes
1: okay. yep so they're right on site you can just walk right in so it's super close yeah. um, we've traveled with friends with kids and we've stayed over at bay lake tower which is another disney property it's right next door to the magic kingdom so you can oh, actually okay. walk over there Oh, really? so it sort of depends on who we're with and what we're doing yeah. um animal kingdom lodge is another favorite oh, you yeah. can literally have a savannah view room and have a giraffe walk by so <laughs> It really just depends yeah. on budget, depends on who I'm with and time of year. Mm-hmm.
0: So you mentioned walking and one thing that I remember <laughs> from, <Yeah. laughs> from our trip to Disney was a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one one of the places where you had to walk a lot was just to our, our hotel room from, yep. you know, where the, where the bus drops you off, mm-hmm. you have to walk a good amount, but, you know, what should people be prepared for? I
1: think I've, I've read up? that like the average guest walks like 14 miles a day. So oh, really? when you think about having a six-year-old with you, yeah. you might want to consider having a stroller. Even though you would probably never have a six-year-old in a stroller on a normal day in your normal life. Yeah. Down at Disney, it's, it's pretty necessary. <laughs> um, you know, and, and some resorts are so big that they will have multiple bus stops. You guys had stayed at Art of Animation, so there was yeah. one central bus stop. And wherever you were staying within that property... You yeah. met at the bus stop. Yeah. Some of the larger resorts, like maybe Caribbean Beach, um, that one has multiple bus stops, so it's much larger. Mm-hmm. So whatever section you're in, you would still have a, a slight walk to the bus stop, but it might be a little less. Um, not too many ways to get around. It you know, Disney World's about the size of Manhattan, so yeah. puts it in no, perspective. It's good exercise, I. I right. appreciated
0: it a lot of times, but when uh, when Matilda was burnt out,
1: yeah, I had to carry her. And then Absolutely, I'm sweating. I'm yeah. trying to get to the it's bus on time. <laughs> Absolutely, so that an, that's a good recommendation. Even yep. if
0: the kids are past stroller age, you could use it right. for those. Right, you know, six to eight and it's
1: good too. Uh, advice I always share is you know don't buy new shoes right before you go to Disney. You don't want to get blisters. Oh yeah, and you know maybe try to work up your stamina and do a little more walking than yeah. you normally do the yeah. weeks leading up to your trip. Yep.
0: Hmm. Um, So I remember um, when you got us connected to Art of Animation, which that was a really cool place Mm -hmm. to stay. We appreciated that. Um, There's just so many great things about it. Um, And I think it was newly built recently when we had gone down. But what's new at Disney now?
1: So they're building more new hotels. There's um, a brand new tower that they're putting up at Coronado Springs. And there's a new section in front of the Caribbean Beach Resort. They actually took out some older sections to put in a new Disney Vacation Club property. But anybody can stay there. You don't have to be a member. You can do it on, you know, like a cash basis. Or Mm -hmm. as a member, I could do that on points. Um, There's a new hotel going up over near uh, Fort Wilderness, Mm -hmm. where the old water park used to be. So lots of construction. Um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the newest thing that's happening that's actually opening much earlier than everybody expected it's oh. going to open the end of august and that's going to bring in i think some bigger crowds obviously mm-hmm. there's you know a huge contingency of yeah. star wars fans out there is that its own park or is that it's going to it's be, going to be part of hollywood studios okay, so it's yeah. going to be a separate land yeah. and then as, as far as i know down the pipeline there's going to be a boutique hotel that will be star wars themed oh, that will be, be cool. connected right there so is that's there pretty still exciting. Harry
0: Potter going on there? Wasn't that a Hollywood studio? So studio? Harry Potter is
1: actually part of Universal Studios, Universal, so okay. it's a different entity, um, okay. different parks, but that's a very common, you yeah. know, confusion, and they're right down the street, so. Yeah.
0: Is that still going on?
1: That Absolutely. Oh, cool. Yep, yeah, that's not exactly my expertise. I have gone down to Universal for training, yeah. um, but Disney is definitely more. Okay, yeah, yeah. More the passion.
0: Yeah, Now you mentioned being a member. Can you actually be at can families just be Disney members and do it that way and visit more frequently? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So that's what I really like about the vacation club aspect. So I bought a certain number of points. And basically throughout the year, Disney has point charts. So depending on when I want to go. Obviously, um, you know, slower times, it's less points per night. And if I want to go like over Christmas, it's more points. So it's it's okay. like any other hotel chain. They're going to charge you more yeah. certain nights than others. So when my bucket of points is used up, that's pretty much the extent of when I don't go. Mm -hmm. Um, I can borrow some points. I can bank some points if I don't use them. So they're pretty flexible and it's not like a typical timeshare. So I'm not locked into going like week 12 every year. So super flexible. They have a lot of hotels on property that are vacation club specific, um, but I really could go just about anywhere. With oh, my yes. point. So, you know, it's definitely, it's an add-on. It's an expensive thing to do. But it's almost like paying for your vacations up front. So when I bought it, we bought that in 1999. And, you know, it's actually holding its value pretty well. So, you know, if I was interested in reselling it, I wouldn't do so bad investment-wise. Right. Um, and I don't think you can say that about most timeshares. So I think there's something about the Disney brand that, you know, there's there's trust in it. There's faith in it. And I think people value them as a company. Yeah. So it was one of the best financial decisions that we ever actually made because oh, nice. it really has afforded me the opportunity to go down yeah. multiple times a year and having that annual pass helps. So when you put all those factors together, yeah. you know, I'm not looking at like a typical Disney family trip that, you know, could be thousands of dollars. And that's why people kind of go, wow, I can't believe you go so often, but yeah. we have some different, you know, ways that we're doing it.
0: So is the membership, the membership would be more for someone who's wanting to go down frequently.
1: I would say because of when you can bank and borrow your points, you could ever, the most you could ever max out is three years worth of your points. Mm -hmm. So I usually tell people, as long as you're going to go at least once every three years, it could make sense for you. Oh, really? And, you know, if you're going more often and you don't need a large room, there are ways to, you know, be pretty cheap, but not like in a bad way. But, you know, if you want to go in September and have a studio room, you might be able to get two trips out of what yeah. you have for points versus going for maybe four nights at Christmas in yeah. a bigger room. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like a savings account. You have X and and you use yeah, yeah. what you have and when they're gone, they're gone. But they renew each year and it's it's been an awful lot of fun. We really do like it. We've actually added on points, too. So now we own at two different properties. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> nice. So we own at the Boardwalk Hotel. So I get booking priority there. as a member and i also own over at the polynesian oh cool yeah
0: Hmm. now you mentioned the strength of like the disney brand which Mm -hmm. i totally believe in and uh but i hear a lot when i talk to my friends or family members um and actually i just spoke to someone who recently went down there Mm -hmm. and they stayed at a separate hotel non-disney hotel yep and then like rent a car Sure. Try to get food in the hotel. Like, mm-hmm. So what are the differences between like how you can stay in Orlando, I guess, and and uh, I would guess that you would favor staying in the Disney Resort. And I, I,
1: I do prefer it, and I think it really simply comes down to your time is valuable. Mm-hmm. And while you might not be able to put an actual dollar amount on it, I think the ease of staying on property is, is worth The extra expense. Um, There are lots of places off-site that you could stay, whether it's a standard hotel or if it's a vacation rental home. Um, A lot of times with large families that go, the vacation home really could be a better idea because they could sleep 8, 12 people, something like that, and Mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. But you do have to consider that you're, uh, you're going to have to rent a car. So there's that cost. You've got gas. You've got tolls. And I believe that it's up to $20 a day to park at the theme parks. Oh, so that okay. means that each day you're going to a park, yeah. you know, you're spending another $20. And if you have that big of a family, you might have two cars. Mm-hmm. So it gets a little, it gets a little pricey. And, you know, to me, your time is precious. Staying on site at Disney, they'll give you free bus ride from the airport to your hotel. That was nice. And back to the airport.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's, that's pretty nice. And all the hotels have buses to the theme parks. So it's super easy. So if you're at the theme park and you know, it's after lunchtime and it's gotten really hot and maybe somebody's a little cranky or tired, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to just leave the park, get on your bus and you're back at your hotel probably in 20 minutes. If you're off-site, you now have to leave the park, get on a tram, go out to the parking lot, find your car, drive back to your place, you know, and that, that just takes an extra step. So, it can be cost saving to go off site, but really and truly, I think if you want that all encompassing, magical experience, Mm -hmm. the hotels are very well themed and they've got different themes for everybody. So, and they typically, you know, really appeal to the kids. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, I think part of it is that brand and that experience, and you're going to Disney for that. Right. You know, so to stay in one of those rooms and be able to have the conversation with the kids and just Mm -hmm. look around at, you know, at this room it's amazing right
1: but it's great because disney really has on-site hotels for every budget so if you need to really focus on your budget yeah there are ways you can do that at disney Mm -hmm. you want to go maybe during a slower time typically january is a good time to go typically september is a good time to go mostly because you know parents aren't going to pull their kids out of school within the first month but you know september's typically lower crowds january can be lower crowds Um, there are hotels that are, they're called the all-stars. There's the sports theme, there's the music theme, and there's a movie themed. And they're pretty much the lowest end on-site hotel. So depending on when you go, you know, that could be maybe 120 bucks a night, 150 bucks a night with tax. And they've got everything in between. So going up from there, there are, those are in the value category. They also offer moderate level categories that might be something like Caribbean beach, That I was talking about where it's a much larger hotel yeah and more spread out they have deluxe level hotels that might be something like the Polynesian Mm -hmm. or the Grand Floridian those are actually close to the Magic Kingdom and they're on the monorail loop so you sort of get an upgraded level of transportation they still offer the buses but it's nice to have something else as an option and then what they consider the Disney Vacation Club properties are deluxe villas so you you know this is what you want to make of it. If you want to do a trip and have to do it on a budget, mm-hmm. we can absolutely do that. And if you want to go all out and have that giraffe walking by your balcony and stay yeah. at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can do that too. And I think that's what makes Disney so accessible mm-hmm. for everybody.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering about, you know, you're not spending a lot of time in the hotel room. Not necessarily, um, right? Usually, I guess. So you don't necessarily need, you know, the most beautiful room, right? Um, but you are spending a good amount of time at the hotel, and one th- one thing I wanted to touch on is the pools. Like when I
1: went, oh sure,
0: um, my daughter wanted to stay at the pool mm-hmm. all day, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, we got to go to this park too." Right? Like, well, this pool <laughs> is amazing. So um, I guess there's something to be said for maybe planning on some time hanging around the hotel, or maybe a non-park day.
1: It is all that. about balance, and I and I tell mm-hmm. folks that a lot. That you know, maybe if you're going for a week. You know, maybe you have that four day ticket and maybe you plan on taking a day off yeah. in the middle of the week and the pools are pretty amazing at yeah. the hotels. And, you know, I'm one of those types of people that I go to the parks. I want to be at the parks. I want yeah. to go, go, go. I want to do it all. I want to see it all. To me, I'm not spending that time at the hotel, but I was just recently there um, in February and a friend of mine happened to be there as well. And I met her over at her hotel uh-huh. and just watching her kids play in the pool, I had this really like aha moment of, this is what's important to them. And it's not necessarily my thing, but it was really eye-opening just to see that pure joy of them throwing a beach ball around, splashing in the pool, that that's part of their vacation. So if you look at it as the big picture, I do think it's important to pick a hotel that you're going to enjoy. And I do think some downtime, a lot of times I'll suggest to people, you know, go to the parks early, you know, early bird gets the worm, be there before opening, bang out a few rides, stay through lunch, maybe. And that's when it gets hot is early afternoon and take a break and go back to your hotel and maybe swim. Yeah. Take (laughs) a swim, you know, recharge your phone, download pictures, and then go back out at dinner time and you're sort of rested and recharged. And then. You might be able to keep the kids up a little later than normal, and maybe you get to see the fireworks and yeah. some of the night shows we that are really that fun. All night, yeah. Yeah. You
0: go back to the Magic Kingdom. And...
1: Yep. It's... But a lot of people will build a, a break yeah. into the, the midweek. Yeah. Um, you know, so it is important. But if you want to go commando and just do the parks, yeah. I agree. I, I don't think there's any reason to spend a ton of money on a hotel if you're really just there to be safe and sleep and yeah. shower and start the next day.
0: Nice. Um, what about food? What do, you, what do people do about food
1: there? So food's interesting. Uh, Disney actually offers several different dining plans, and you don't have to get a dining plan. It's pretty much like paying for your food up front. So if you want that all-inclusive feel and you don't want to nitpick about budget, it's kind of nice to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. They offer a quick service plan that is basically like a typical fast food restaurant. You go up to a podium, you order your food, you carry it off on a tray, you go sit down. They also have sit-down restaurants where you'd have a server. And you would have to pay the tips, things like that. And they have a deluxe plan that includes just more meals per night of your stay. Yeah. But it's also fun to just, you know, go do it on your own. So, again, it's that variety for everybody that mm. you're not pigeonholed into you have to fit this mold for us. We're going to make it work for what's good for you. And I've noticed over the last few years the food is really improving. It is not just cheeseburgers and chicken fingers yeah. anymore. No. They're getting really good about you know, having different offerings and salads and, um, kids meals, you know, you get the choice of, do you want fries or apple slices? Things like that. So yeah. they're really, they've come a long way. Nice. Um,
0: so what if you want to eat, um, site and, and, you know, you're not renting a car and, and you see a restaurant in Orlando yep. or it would have to be Disney theme, I guess, because that's where the transportation would take you. It would have to be a well, they, restaurant.
1: There's nothing really off-site. Okay. That's it that would be Disney. I mean, owned. off
0: your own hotel. Oh, outside right?
1: of your own hotel. Yeah. So sure, you can very easily at Disney World get a bus from any theme park yeah. to any hotel. It's a little harder to get directly from hotel to hotel. Okay, um, but you can always transfer. And lately, with you know the modern technology of things, I've become a huge fan of Lyft. And oh, nice. we actually use that down there sometimes oh, okay. if we need to get from a hotel to another hotel. Yeah, like and a lot of times that's for a meal. Um. You know, for not too much money, yeah. we can save a ton of time. And it goes back to that your time is valuable. Right. I could certainly go from my hotel to a park and then from that park to another hotel. But if that's gonna take an hour, yeah. maybe it's worth the 10 bucks to have a lift. Yeah. Just take us over. Yeah. Um, Disney's also introduced their own version. They call it the mini van, and oh. it's polka dotted minivans, <laughs> and they will take you from point A to point B. It's much more expensive than a typical lift, yeah. um, but you do use the lift app so they have partnered with them Mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice that they've they've figured out that while they can't have bus routes for anything that you might possibly need it's nice that there's an option out there and yeah well
0: because I was thinking when I went down um, in order to save money I was going to you know figure out how to get to a grocery store and fill my hotel refrigerator with food so I didn't have to you know spend money at Disney restaurants but it, it became really clear quickly that that's, that's really difficult and it's not the way to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's there's a good um, company that I recommend to my clients. It's called Garden Grocer, mm-hmm. and they will actually deliver food to any of the Disney oh, okay. hotels. So it's kind of nice. You go on their website, you place your order. There's a small delivery fee, and there's a minimum order. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is certainly convenient, and Disney doesn't mind if you bring food into the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, really aren't any restrictions on that. So,
0: so you can bring a big cooler in?
1: They they actually don't allow hard-sided coolers, but oh, yeah. you could bring in, you know, sandwiches that you pre-made and yeah. things like that. So it's it's nice that they don't limit you. Yeah. Because I think they understand that there are, are people that the only way they're going to get there is if they are really scrimping yeah. every penny that they can. And, yeah. you know, hamburgers are pretty pricey at Disney, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. So, yeah, there is that option of getting, what was the company called, the delivery? Garden Grocer. Garden Grocer. They could... Yep. You could at least get like lunch items and make sandwiches, Absolutely. and snacks, and bring yep. those. Yep, and the all bar. the
1: hotels have like a dorm size fridge, so you know it's not going to be a week's worth of groceries fitting in there, but right. you can get by at least a couple of days. Yeah, I mean if it helps you save money and that's how this trip is happening, I'm all for it. Yeah, nice. Yep. Yeah. Now you mentioned the different
0: times of going down to mm-hmm. Florida, um, September and January, because that's when school is starting up. Is that that's the
1: typically with September? It's because school is just starting, mm-hmm. um, but you know the <laughs> weather's typically a little bit cooler. Is that um, hurricane season. It then? is. It yes. is. Okay. Yep. So you got to think about that. Um, you know, January is good, but being here in New England, mm-hmm. I worry a lot about snowstorms and getting out of here. Yeah. Um, there can be a snowstorm on my day coming back if I get delayed and I have to stay in Florida longer. It's okay with me, <laughs> but fine. don't delay me getting out. Right. Um, so that's just something to consider. Um, it's it's really tough. I get that, you know, Southwest is a business and they're there to make money, but the prices on the flights go up tremendously for school vacation weeks. So it's that whole supply and demand is that, you know, a lot of people, that's the only time that they can go. Um, So that's something to consider. You know, if you have flexibility in your dates, I typically tell people to look at the airfare first um, because it really can vary. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah, and I think we had switched your days a little bit. Yep. If
0: you leave on a Tuesday or... Right, you
1: know, I mean, there's, the there's not really a lot of rhyme or reason to it. Right. But if you have the flexibility in when, when you can go, yeah. that's usually a good starting point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. So school vacations, um, yeah. is it absolutely mobbed? At it's Disney busy. Then? Yeah, it's it's busy.
1: I, you know, I've noticed over the years, because I go so frequently, that it is just getting to the point where there almost aren't slow times. Um, Yeah,
0: that's why I I got the feel of that. Yeah,
1: I think Disney has been really smart, and they've looked at the analytics. And, you know, if January was a really slow time, they've filled in the gaps with events. So (laughs) in mid-January, they always do a marathon weekend, and they do road races. And those bring in tons of people. And usually if you're going down there, you're probably going to bring your family, and you're probably going to stay a while after the race. So Mm -hmm. brilliant. You know, fall was typically quiet because of the start of school so now there's a food and wine festival in the fall so you know they're really smart about
0: that brings a lot of adults it does time, I guess. it does yeah.
1: um you know so there's there's different events throughout the year so yeah. there really aren't the slow times like we used to see right um but you know they're, they're managing it and they have capacity limits and hmm. it's all about you know for them safety is number one so they're not gonna overstuff the parks because it's a safety issue
0: I think like you said, early bird gets the worm and knowing, oh, knowing how to structure your day mm-hmm. is like an important part of that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool if you're staying on property and even some of the offsite hotels now have partnered with Disney. So they do have access to these, but they have what's called extra magic hours. Oh. And typically that's one day that either a park will open an hour early in the morning yeah. to hotel guests, but the general public coming in off the street. Has to wait oh. an hour later mm-hmm. so if you can you know be up and out the door by 7 30 ready to get on a bus and you're at the park by eight yeah. for extra magic hours you can really get an awful lot done right. sometimes it's just certain parks parts of the parks that are open um mm-hmm. but you know if you can bang out three or four rides in that hour before the general public comes yeah. in you're already are, ahead of the not. game <laughs> they're they're big and there's lots to do so Um, I subscribe to a website called Touring Plans, Mm -hmm. and I follow what's called the crowd calendar. Uh And there are a whole bunch of statisticians, and they look at all the data, and they do crowd predictions. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I emailed you and I said, look, it would make sense to go Magic Kingdom on Tuesday. It's because I was looking at that crowd calendar, looking at where they're predicting the crowds to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously going to steer you towards a lower crowd rating Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to go wall-to-wall people. Um, So that's kind of how I formulate the plans. I look at park hours and I look at crowd ratings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if, you know, when it comes to Disney park tickets, you could have what's called a base ticket and that allows you into one park per day. You can leave and enter as many times as you want, but you have to go back to the same park. They also offer what's called the hopper ticket and that gives you the flexibility to go to multiple parks in the same day. So you might want to start your morning out at Epcot and you might want to finish at Magic Kingdom to see the fireworks that night. Mm -hmm. You would need the Hopper Pass for that. A lot of times if people have the base ticket and they're not necessarily interested in getting up early because it is a vacation after all Mm -hmm. and I'll ask what your preferences are, um, I might actually steer them away from the park that opens early only because that tends to draw in more hotel guests. And if they're staying all day that could be where they're leaning towards. So Mm. there's a lot of factors in sort of planning The rhyme and reason as to where you go each day and which park to visit. Yeah. But I do have those tools (laughs) that I use.
0: So a lot of your um, assistance with this, um, can you talk about like you know how it works between you and a customer and and does it cost a lot more for them to use your services?
1: Well that's the cool thing about me, I am absolutely free. There is no cost to use my services so the way it works is Disney pays us a commission for each trip that I book. Mm but you're not paying any more for that. So as a consumer, if you go on the Disney website and price out your trip for these dates at this hotel with this park, you're going to come up with a price. If you go through me, that price is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So Disney has already built that commission into the price. So whether you book it on your own or you book it through me, it doesn't cost you anything different. So it's just a matter of does Disney have to share a little bit of the piece of the pie with me or are they keeping it all for themselves (laughs) if you book it on your own? Um, but I think, you know, what, what we provide is, you know, I'm really an advocate for you and Mm -hmm. I'm on your side. I think it's helpful to have somebody with experience to ask questions, um, you know, and just share that advice Mm -hmm. that I have. And what I can do is I can give you that daily itinerary as opposed to, you know, I think it makes more sense to go to magic kingdom on this day and go here the next day. Mm-hmm. I can book any dining reservations that you guys need. I can book your fast pass plus rides, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a whole that's nother, key. yep. <laughs> that's key. And you know, you're getting this all really for free. Yeah. Um, so I personally don't see that there's a downside yeah. to using no, us, And I think it's nice it? to, you know, support small local business people that are trying to, yeah. you know, just grow. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, for the first time, bringing my daughter, I had a lot of questions, and, and it was really helpful to get advice, and uh, so I highly recommend your your service. Yeah, thank Can you. Can you talk a little bit about the rides and the Fast Pass and how that all works?
1: Sure, so FastPass Plus is a free service that Disney provides, <laughs> and it basically is setting up a reserved time to go on a particular ride. Yeah. So they allow you to pick three per day, and you know I have a list of the ones that I recommend. There are some that really aren't worth getting a fast pass for. Right. Um, but you know some of the rides that are typically busy that you just don't want to stand in line for in an hour <laughs> you get a set reserve time and they'll give you an hour window. So it might be you're going to go to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom and it'll say you know go between 10 30 and 11 30 a.m and you can show up anytime within that window and there's a separate entrance for those that have this fast pass reserve time. It feels so good to cut everyone. Doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of makes you people. feel like you're smarter than everybody else. But, you know, um, they'll scan your magic band, which, you know, is, is a new thing they've been doing for yeah. the last few years.
0: Good. Matilda loved that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you'll just go in and skip the line. Yeah. And it's kind of neat. So uh, in a typical day, once you use up the three rides that we've pre-reserved for you, mm-hmm. you can actually get one more at a time. So, yeah, can you go to
0: these little kiosks yep. and kind of Yep, and now
1: it? you can actually do it on the app on your phone. Oh, okay. So Disney has a My Disney Experience app. That makes better sense. Um, you know, and I have a really good example of why it works. I was at Magic Kingdom and kind of had some time to kill, just looking to whatever, fill in the time. Mm-hmm. And I walked past the Winnie the Pooh ride and I saw it had like a 45-minute wait. You know it's a kiddie ride. I've been on it. I wasn't certainly going to stand in line for forty-five minutes to go do it again, but I walked by the kiosk. This was years back before the app had really come into play. Yeah. There was a computer kiosk where I could get an additional fast pass, and literally one of the rides that had available fast passes was Winnie the Pooh, and it <laughs> was starting in like ten minutes. Oh really? So I there you
0: go
1: grabbed the fast pass and walked right over and pretty much got on the ride and left and went to go see what was next on my available fast pass. So it really, it can be a time saver.
0: Can you not do that until you use up your, your three that you previously set up? Right. And that's, you do
1: do have to do the three first. And I try to get those for clients typically in the morning to early afternoon. Um, I think it just makes more sense. You know, if if you have an opportunity to not stand in line as long, right. We take it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, let's talk about the parks a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, our favorite park, I think, was Animal Kingdom Okay. and the safari ride and yeah. the Lion King show. And oh, that's wonderful. That is one of the, my absolute favorites. Yeah, <laughs> just like the cultural presence and the different mm-hmm. um, representations around. Can you talk about, let's talk about Animal Kingdom, I guess, and you know, what do you like about
1: it? Yeah, Animal Kingdom is a huge park. Um, they've actually added on, the last few years, they put in a whole Pandora section based oh. on the Avatar movie. Yeah. So there's some really neat rides over there, and that is one of the most detailed and immersive lands that I think Disney has ever done. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna see that with Star Wars coming up, um, but I think this is a good taste of of what we're gonna Pandora. see. Yeah, the Pandora is amazing, and that's one of those places you almost have to go back at night because oh. everything glows. Yeah, the lights. So the lighting yeah. is, is amazing, but it, it really feels great, and the safari ride that you mentioned is absolutely wonderful. You go out on this big Jeep, and you're bouncing around these yeah. bumpy roads, and you have a guide, and they're pointing out the different animals, and I've actually been stuck in a giraffe traffic jam out there, so, you know, you just kind of sit there, and, you know, the giraffe ain't moving. Yeah. You wait. Yeah, yeah. So, it's really fun, and I think, you know, a lot of people aren't going to make that trip to Africa, you right, know, right. in their lifetime, yeah. so, you know, if this is as close as you get, could, could it's a, a really good it. experience, and there are some great rides out there. I think there's a lot of Education, but it's not necessarily, it doesn't feel like education. Yeah. I think you can absolutely learn just a ton yeah. at Animal Kingdom. And I found that the, a lot of the cast members that work over there are so, so into it. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, it comes across yeah. and it really feels good. Um,
0: yeah. That makes me think of, um, I remember a lot of the employees there because, you know, I would picture you're working at Disney. It's hot. It's yeah. difficult. You know, you're not going to be in the best mood all the time, but I couldn't, I actually couldn't believe how positive mm. and like, they are really trying to make, especially the kids, uh, realize this like amazing yeah. experience. I, their, so their
1: mission good. is to really make sure you have the best yeah. vacation yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a really good job selecting their cast members. Um, I think most of the people there are not there because they need a job. Right. I think they're there because they want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hollywood Studios is, is another fun park that's going through an awful lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added Toy Story Land, so that's a section out back. That's really quite immersive, really neat. Just a lot of the details, even, like, they have a, a bench to sit on. But when you look closely at it, it's made of what looks like giant popsicle sticks. Wow. And half of them is, like, colored, so, like, if it was a red popsicle and the stick would be stained. Yeah, They've gone to that <laughs> kind of detail. Right. So that's, that's what I love. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hollywood Studios is more sort of, you know, based on the movies. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, we didn't
0: get there when we went down, but
1: Yeah, that's it's probably my least favorite park. Um, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I am a Star Wars fan, not overboard, but <laughs> <See what laughs> I don't dislike it. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. I'm I'm a little nervous about the crowds. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll get there.
0: Nice.
1: We'll get there. What
0: about uh like Magic Kingdom?
1: Yeah, Magic Kingdom, um, to me I I love the sort of classic Feel of it and you know that walking in and just coming around that first corner and seeing Main Street And you're like wow, there's the castle like that's that's pretty magical Um, That typically is my favorite part, but Epcot's really growing on me Epcot is going through a lot of changes as well Um, That's really split into two parts. There's future world Which is kind of looking at modern technology and there's some really fun rides up there, too And then the back section is called World Showcase and that's more about the different countries of the world. And there are really fun uh, cultural restaurants. And you can meet cast members from those countries. Oh, nice. So it's really neat. So, you know, again, it's it's educational, but not in the way that kids want to, like, shy away from it. Right. Like, the cast member might tell them how to say their name in their native language. Yep. So it's really kind of cool. Nice. Yeah.
0: Can you talk about any of the rides that are, you know, rides that you should not miss if we
1: go down? Oh, let's see. I think... At Magic Kingdom, um, I really like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's okay. it's a family style roller coaster, but it's not like crazy thrilling. So it's so kind
0: of four to six year um, old on this. Yeah, I think three
1: probably height wise, you're sort of right in that range. Okay. But what's kind of neat is you know you ride in a mine car yeah. and you go through the ride. But this is the first coaster that has the technology where the carts will actually swing. Oh, nice. So it's kind of it's an interesting feeling, and I like that they're doing innovative things. Yeah. Um, over at Epcot, my favorite is Soren, and it's kind of like a hang glider ride. So you're sort of sitting in a seat, and then it lifts up, and you're sort of looking into like an IMAX type theater, into the dome. And I like the old version better. They've they've upgraded it. So they've changed the movie, so I'm a little bit more of the... I really wish they'd bring the first one back, but you go through different parts of the world, and, you know, you might see a polar bear, you know, and... You might see at Taj Mahal and you know the castle in Germany. So that's it's neat. it's kind of neat. So it's it's kind of like you're flying over yeah. these things. So that's really what
0: was the car and ride that we did where the, we get to build the car. Oh, test track. Okay. Test yeah, track. test yeah, track. That that's
1: at Epcot. I think that's a fun one too. Yeah. Um You do. You get to design your own car and you can do, like you want to be streamlined and try to win all these prizes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, well, I didn't it's off. know how fast it was going to be. And then um,
0: yeah, you go outside you through a wall. Yes. And you go outside. <laughs> That's the and best Matilda, part. Then they take a picture. <laughs> Matilda was really scared for the entire thing. But at the end, she said, I want to do that again. Isn't that the best?
1: <laughs> yeah, we went um, We went earlier this year. We surprised our family down there. And I went on test track with uh, my niece. And she absolutely loves it. <laughs> and she had never been on Mission Space. and. Yeah. You know, kind of talked her through it. I said, "Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. Disney's going to be safe. You're not going to get hurt. Let's try it." And no joke, like 10 seconds into it, it was, "I want to do this again." Oh, so yeah. we got <laughs> off and we got right back on. So it's it's pretty cool. cool. Um, Hollywood Studios. I really like rock and roller coaster. I'm, I'm a bit of a thrill ride junkie. Okay. Um, that's a really fun one. That's actually a roller coaster that does go upside down Uh-oh. and it's all indoors. <laughs> um, it's pretty short though. And you you almost might not even notice if you're going upside down because <laughs> right. it's dark uh-huh. inside, but they play Aerosmith music. Like, how can you not like that? Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess at animal kingdom, you know, the safari is, is a great ride yeah. and it's, it's a nice long experience. You know, it's probably about a 20, 25 minute ride Mm -hmm. um best safari i ever went on because i've been on it a lot was right after a really bad um, thunderstorm so after the rain it kind of brought all the animals back out and it was like everything was just kind of steamy and fresh and boy that was that was the best safari ride i ever had but that lion king show that you mentioned is like broadway caliber show and it's it's a great break to get in out of the heat you're in an inside theater it's dark and you can sit So I think it's good to space out your day with maybe not just running from ride to ride to ride to ride. Build in some shows. Um, Get off your feet, you know, maybe have a nice sit-down meal at lunchtime, you know, instead of doing dinners. Have a nice meal at lunch and get off your feet and take a break.
0: I think that's where your service and having some tips and how to structure your day is really helpful. Awesome, yeah. Um, are they, they're still doing Space Mountain? Yeah. Magic Kingdom, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Classic.
1: Yep, and actually, we I went for a special event that they did. It was um, a 24-hour event where they kept the Magic Kingdom open for 24 hours. Oh, my God. And my goal was to be there from opening to closing. And I did it. <laughs> and, um, you know, at 2, 3 in the morning, you have to understand that, you know, safety is always number one with yeah. Disney, and certain rides need certain maintenance. Mm-hmm. So during this 24-hour event, they had to shut Space Mountain down for a, a short period of time to do some maintenance. Well, there's a ride called the People Mover that goes through the Tomorrowland area, but it actually goes through Space Mountain. Oh, okay. I got to see Space Mountain with the lights on. So <laughs> I actually got to see the track, yeah. which is cool because it's something I had never seen before. Right. Um, so that was like such a great experience. Nice. And you know, because here it was two in the morning and yeah. they were doing maintenance and they had to see what they were doing. So wow. that was a kind of special moment that yeah. was unplanned. Um. And I I love those moments that you just. It's great when the magic just happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
0: Um, so one thing I remember about going down, and one little regret that I have is that we didn't wait for Bippity Boppity Boutique. Okay. For Matilda, but if you, I guess if you have a daughter. I would highly recommend that, and that it's something that we'll look forward to in the future. But yeah, it was a really long wait. I'm not sure. Can you? Do you know if you we can actually fast do something like that? So but...
1: Bippity Boppity Boutique is the like makeover experience, yeah. um, and we we actually would set an appointment for that. Oh yeah, um, they don't cool. usually have time for walk-ins. I mean, this is the this is the thing about Disney that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, if you don't know sort of the ins and outs, you're really going to miss out on things. So, yeah. dining reservations can may be made 180 days in advance. Now, I'm not sure where I want to have dinner next Tuesday. Right. But when you're going to Disney, you have to think six months in advance. Yeah. There are restaurants that will book up that day. Mm-hmm. So if you decide, you know, a week before your trip that you want to have dinner at one of these really popular restaurants, it's going to be really hard to get in. Right. Same thing with the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. You can call that reservation in 180 days in advance. So, that, you know, things book up. Uh, the fast pass rides we actually make those 60 days in advance and wow. yeah if you don't know that you're yeah. already at a disadvantage and one of the things i tell people with with the things that i do is that you know i get it i'm a control freak type person and that's not a bad thing but mm-hmm. there are lots of us out there and if you want more control over your trip you can still book it through me you can absolutely do yeah all of that stuff on your own, if you want to. Um, as a travel agent, the only thing I have to do is make the payments, and those go directly to Disney, and I send receipts. So it's all it's all good. Um, but I can do as much or as little as the guest wants. Yeah. Um, so it is really customized to, you know, I've, I've literally had people just tell me, like, you pick. Oh, yeah. Just tell me what to do and where to go and when yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then I've had people that, you know, are sending me spreadsheets that are 12 pages long, and I'm like, <laughs> Is this for real? You know, so, you know, it just, you go from one end of the spectrum to the other, but it's really a personalized service, I think.
0: I think it's important though to consider the time. You don't want to waste any time, especially when you're in a park or so that.
1: It's about efficiency, Yeah, you know, and finding, finding the balance. Um, And that's why I do ask people, you know, do you want to get up early and go, or do you want to sleep in? Um, You know, do you need a pool day? Do you need Mm -hmm. anything like that? It's always good to know.
0: What's like an average family of four? What would they pay for a, a, a week and de- or what's like an average trip, total amount spend. Can you
1: it it's so variable. Yeah. It really it really depends. I mean I can, you know, I can book a, a decent trip where you're gonna see everything and you know, it could be for the four of you for, you know, maybe two to three grand. Yeah. Um but there are ways to do it, you know, less. Yeah. Um it it just it all the ticket prices are constant. Right. Um Disney has their calendar out for the year and they actually are date based now so if you want to go at Christmas you're going to pay a little more per day mm-hmm. than if you go in September um but the you know the ticket prices in general really aren't going to change um you have a lot of control over when it comes to budget if if you go to a value hotel it's going to cost a lot less than yeah. going to a deluxe yeah. and if you go in maybe September it's right. going to cost a lot less than going at Christmas kind of so when
0: you- you can control
1: yeah you know some of your budget yeah and you know and sometimes it's hard to get you know potential client emails and it's like well you know they're, they're sort of asking the same thing like how much is it going to cost well and like right. i i need to know how many adults there are i need to know how many kids there are yeah. i need to know how old the kids there are mm-hmm. and i i sort of have to have a starting point yeah. like i get your days are flexible but can we pinpoint it like what season do you want to go mm-hmm. and you know i try to ask if people have a ballpark budget in mind but i think it's just it's so unknown mm-hmm. and it's so variable um One of the other great things that we provide is I'm always watching out for discounts. So Disney doesn't typically just offer discounts until a little bit closer to the travel dates, but I always watch for that. So if if there's a big announcement from Disney, I'll go through my list and any client that qualifies because Disney has a lot of rules. It's going to be certain hotels. It's going to be certain dates, things like that. And sometimes they'll have like a certain ticket requirement, but if you qualify for it, you're just gonna wake up one day and get an awesome email from me that says, "Hey, yeah. by the way, Disney announced a discount today, and I just saved you $300." Yeah, I remember? Give me a heads up on that. Yeah, bit, so. yeah, because you actually stayed at a hotel that doesn't typically offer discounts, so it's yeah. kind of like, you know, if this is where you want to stay, that's great. Just understand that yeah. this is the price. Um, but they do offer specials. You know, occasionally they'll do like a free dining deal where you'll get a meal plan for free, mm-hmm. which can be a significant savings. Um, but you know as a business they're offering the discounts during slower times when they need to fill in the gaps right. and it's you know the ads on tv look great <laughs> and uh you just don't see the fine print so yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's
0: christmas like at disney I mean, um i've so never funny?
1: been at christmas um itself i believe this past year i think i heard that they closed the magic kingdom at about 10am because they were at capacity oh really so oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh. yeah Be that yeah and one of the one year one of the annual passes that i had had blackout dates and it was basically like there was a time over spring break mm-hmm. and there was a time i think like 4th of july and i'm pretty sure it was over christmas week so when i bought the annual pass i knew it that mm-hmm. there were the blackout dates and my thought process pretty much was if you don't want me there those dates because it's that busy yeah i kind of don't want to be there no. i you know i i love disney and i would go all the time but yeah. those crowds can be Overbearing, yeah, they can be right. So, <laughs> I I was cool with the blackout dates, yeah. <laughs> so but they do occasionally close to capacity, so okay. it's something to keep in mind,
0: yeah. Now, is there anything you know outside of Disney Resort that you recommend or that is like possible to go see or do uh, while you're down there?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, as much as I love Disney, I you know, Universal is a lot of fun, yeah. it's I, I would say Universal tends to cater more towards. older child you know Mm -hmm. maybe like 12 and up Um, they have an awful lot more of the big thrill rides big roller coasters Um, but they're really growing as well they've got lots of on-site hotels Um, I went down for training and we really had a lot of fun Um, they and they sort of do something for everybody you know they've got lower end to upper end hotel categories Um, because they have the Harry Potter attractions a lot of my Disney clients will do a day trip over to Universal. Okay, yeah. Um and you know, with with Lyft and Uber, things like that, it's it's pretty easy to get over there. Um tickets are a little pricey for a day. They've got two theme parks and they were smart. They put Harry Potter in both theme parks. <laughs> and if you want to ride the Hogwarts train, you've you've gotta have the ticket to both parks. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> do? Yep. So again, it's smart marketing. Yeah. Um so a lot of people my uh my clients will do that um discovery cove is an option it's uh it's it's a nice water park we're actually going to go in the fall i haven't been yet um
0: that's disney or not? no it's not
1: it's not not disney i'm just trying to think of things outside of disney to do for a day um sea world's there Uh, that's a nice another option Mm -hmm. um if you want to sort of have that old florida touristy vibe gatorland's awesome it's a bit of a ride it's probably about a 40 minute ride from disney area um it's so great Classic. what is
0: the disney water park or what are they the, there must be multiple
1: yep there's uh typhoon lagoon yeah and there's blizzard beach okay and they're both a lot of fun blizzard beach is kind of fun it's it's themed like it was a ski area yeah and it melted because oh, it's cool. in florida so <laughs> they actually have like a chairlift that will take you up to the, oh, the w- higher water slide yeah. it's really fun and uh typhoon lagoon has a like water coaster So you basically sit in a raft and you can go uphill. They have like a treadmill sort of in the water tube. It's so neat. It's like you can actually go uphill and it's like a coaster in the water. And, you know, that's, you know, extra admission tickets, but it's something that we could bundle in a package to include it. Mm -hmm. If it's something that, you know, people are interested in. Cool. Um, and then there's a really cool area called Disney Springs, um, that does not require any admission to get into, and it tends to stay open later at night. So after the parks close, you know, if you're that night owl and want to go out and have some fun, so as Disney long as you Springs, have a,
0: ho- a Disney hotel, as long as you're staying in a Disney hotel, you can go there. Anybody can go
1: to Disney Springs, um, For even Null if you. Cross? Yep. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's ba- it basically it's it's a lot of restaurants and shops. So. Okay, I see. Um, it just doesn't require an admission okay. to get in, but. Gotcha. You know the bus service from your hotels will get you right there and yeah. super convenient, so it's nice to have a night option you know the parks you know typically close around nine ten, but right. you know if you wanted to be out late, yeah you know yeah having some adult beverages or yeah going out with your friends it's a nice option cool. a little more a little more adult
0: are there any more uh, like frequently asked questions or you know concerns that maybe we haven't touched on that uh, potential clients should watch out for or think about?
1: Um, I think, you know, really, we, we hit a lot of them. It's, you know, think about when to go. Yeah. Um, budget. Um, yeah, I think we kind of hit.
0: Yeah, I think we've got a bunch of them. Yeah. Cool. Um, where can people find you, reach out to you if, if they want to talk to you about this stuff?
1: Sure. So I'm on Facebook. And I'm listed as Mouse Counselor Tara. Okay. And my email is Tara at mousecounselors.com. Okay. And um, pretty much, you know, I do most of my work via email. A um, lot of phone calls, that's still good too. And, you know, local clients I, I can go meet in person because it's always fun. Nice. Cool. Yeah.
0: And you have a car that kind of markets. This. Oh, I Can sure do. I, got to get a picture of this. I drive
1: a red Mini Cooper and I put white polka dots on it. <laughs> and I refer to her as Mini Mini. But Mickey's on
0: the plate.
1: And my license plate is and Mickey. <laughs> and so Mickey. it's okay, Mini yeah. and Mickey. Smart. So I just figured that, you know, I have to drive a car yeah. and it doesn't hurt to advertise. That's it cool. didn't cost me much at all to doll it up <laughs> that way. And it really does make people smile. I had a lady at the drive up at the bank the other day, just absolutely tickled and it just makes her smile. And she got a kick out of it. And I get lots of people waving to me. Yeah. So, you know, and then my friends will be like, hey, I waved at you the other day and you didn't wave back. I'm like, sorry, you, you drive a white minivan. I wasn't really sure who you were, right. but it's it's fun. And I, I really have gotten business because of my car. Yeah. Um, it just, it doesn't hurt to market ourselves. Um, you know, part of my job is to go out and get my own clients. So, um, you know, it doesn't hurt, cool. <laughs> but it is cute.
0: Well, so if you see this, uh, mini car, feel free to wave yeah, Wave to Tara <laughs> and definitely, you know, be in contact with her if you're considering Disney at all. Again, her services are free and, uh, I highly recommend them. So
1: Thanks, and I'd like to offer your listeners an opportunity that anybody that books a trip with me, mm-hmm. if you mentioned that you heard about me on the podcast, I would like to make a donation to Give Kids the World in wow. Florida, which is a facility where, you know, terminally ill children go for their wish to go to Disney. Really? Um, so I would like to do that, as long wow. as they let me know how they heard about me.
0: That's very nice. Unexpected. Cool. So, well, thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was a great pleasure.
0: Cool. The next time you wake up, don't forget to breathe we <laughs>